bad architecture. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. There's a goat sound. I had to do a goat sound. All right. I guess okay. we introduce this is bad architecture. I'm Sarah T.G. Meets. I'm Erin Keneally. And uh, today we're talking spite houses. Spite. Spite. <laughs> spite houses. We're going to get very spiteful today. Um, so I guess I will go first. Oh, okay. Or do you want to go first? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you want to flip a coin? <laughs> Doesn't Rock, matter. Rock, paper, scissor? Okay. <laughs> no, you go. You go. Okay. So I am doing the Alameda Spite House. Let's give a little background on Spite Houses. They are structures built purely out of spite, obviously, pretty much to piss someone off, block someone off, block the light, block progress, block a road, pretty much just giving a middle finger to somebody. It's great. It's pretty <laughs> much just a big fuck you architecture style. Love it. Love it. Which is why, <laughs> the, the, and there's lots of spite houses. I think, Erin, you saw in our research that there's there's quite a few out there. Yes. Uh, different kinds than you think, you know, when you think of a spite house, if you know what they are. Yeah. So, so some of them we found are from people that did not want to move due to eminent domain. Some of them they built because their neighbor pissed them off. Some of them are purely fictitious, as I found with the first spite house that I tried to do. I'm looking at you, Marblehead. I uh, found an article that basically said they attributed it to being a spite house so they could be popular, so people would flock to it. So uh, I looked at the Spite Tower in Rhode Island. Yep. Yeah, I was sad about that. But it's a cute yeah. story. <laughs> I know. I think people like to attribute spite houses because it makes it more interesting. Everybody loves a little bit of spite. Spite's really—I think spite's fun. Spite's healthy, and these people that actually went full hog with doing the spite houses, they— uh, <laughs> They deserve the recognition. I think it's beautiful. I do, too. Yeah. As I said, sometimes there's competing stories. Some of the things are myths. Some of them are truth. Some of them are just wild. And the one that I'm doing, as I said, is in Alameda, California. I, so I found out that it's a peninsula that is now an island that is about... 35 square miles, and it's near San Francisco and Oakland. And it's, you can get there either on the BART from San Francisco or on a boat, or I think that there is a train. It's got a pretty interesting history. It was incorporated in 1872. And again, it's just about 15 miles away from downtown San Francisco, which has a lot of great architecture. What's a BART? The, uh, the BART is their um, public transport, oh. which I just love that its name is BART. I know. It's like a person's name. <laughs> that's cute. I'm like, what is that? I'm like thinking some kind of like land sea vehicle or something. You know, like yeah, uh, you know, Goldfinger. <laughs> like some kind of cool thing. But okay. Gotcha. It's a dirigible. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's cool. We're going to zoom into the East End neighborhood of Alameda, and I'm going to do a screen share so I can pull up. Here is our favorite thing, 
a Sanborn fire insurance map. I love Sanborn maps. I know, they're the best. (laughs) So this is the little neighborhood. I'm going to zoom in and we are zooming in to this little tiny thing here. It is 2528 Christ Street or Christ Street. So on this old map, it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T, like Christ, like the Jesus. Mm -hmm. But in more current maps, it's spelled C-R-I-S-T. So we're just going to call it Christ Street. And this is known as the Alameda Spite House. So you can see this weird little jog street. It's kind of a small hyphen of a street that connects two through streets. And it's narrow at one end and then it kind of dog legs out on both sides to do a very funky thing so keep that in mind as as we talk about the spite house this is a 1135 square foot two-story two-bed one and a half bath house that is 12 feet wide at the widest And only about nine feet wide on the first floor. So the first floor is about nine to ten feet wide. Goes out a whopping two feet to the second floor with these kind of like projecting bays. And is pretty much the length of the lot. So it's about 60 feet long. So it's this tiny sliver of a house that is just snuggled right on up to its neighbor's house. Let's see if I can find it's cute. It is cute. You, so in the photo I'm showing Aaron right now, it looks like someone's front yard with a tree. And there's this beautiful Victorian house on the left and behind the tree, because um, it's not much wider than the tree is the house and you can't see it. <laughs> it's, That's how small it is. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, it's like so a it cartoon. Is, it is. Here's you. Here's a photo you can see. Oh. It is... Um, Again, it's flat up on one side, and it's probably about a foot or two away from a Victorian house on its back end and on the front and street-facing sides. It's got these kind of projecting bays that give it that extra two, whopping two feet of livability on the second floor. Super cute. It looks like two uh, train cars stacked. You know how, like, new architecture is always trying to use those unused train cars? (laughs) Right. I'm guessing it's probably about the same size. It too. looks it looks like that, <laughs> but just Victorian. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's very narrow. So it was built in 1908 by Charles Froling. The 1910 census uh, lists Froling and his family, um, the only family noted on Christ Street on the census, as living there with his wife Gertrude and his two young sons Gilbert and Fred. I love the names. <laughs> And on the census, he's listed as a 46-year-old man born in Sweden, year unknown to immigration, uh, born to Swedish parents, and his occupation was as a contractor and builder of houses. So he is the contractor and builder of the Spite House. Um, and he j- died in 1924 at the age of 60. So he, Charles, is responsible for this delightful um, house of spite in front of us. It looks kind of like a simple Victorian slash colonial revival. It's clabbered siding. It's, again, they got the projecting bays on the front, on the two elevations that face the street. There's some kind of widely spaced bracketing on the hipped, you know, very kind of low-pitched hipped roof. There's a bunch of different windows of various sizing, uh, which I adore, And the main entrance is on the long, the 60-foot side, 
and it has this great inset front door <laughs> that you walk up a couple stairs <laughs> And there's this lovely stained glass work in the transom that says Spite House. <laughs> okay, is that original? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we wish it was, no. Um, it's darling. Oh I God. know. I, I wish. I wish they were like, you know what? This is really spiteful. And we're just going to name it like flat off the bat. 1908 Spite House. This was that beautiful work of art was done. Uh, from what I was able to find in about the 70s. So, no, it's it's not original. Just with the different styles. I love this uh, 19, like, 80s, you know, street photo of it. Yeah. Looks like a darker color. Yeah. It looks Got like they nice tried... Yeah, it's like they tried to do Queen Anne, but, like, then they decided to go maybe a little Italianate and then maybe a little country western, like, you know, like out west. <laughs> Yeah, it's... It's got that feel. It's weird. It it's is. weird. I like it. And then the whole side that's next to the... That's, like, snuggled up next to that Victorian house right next door to it is just completely flat. Kind of... I, I can't see if there's windows. I couldn't find a photo if there's windows on that side. I feel like that would be, like, really close, but... Awesome. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. There's lots of, lots of windows, but again, it's this tiny... Again, think of the first floor. Nine feet. I'm 5'5", five five, so that'd be me plus another most of me wide. That's... Darling. That's not a lot. <laughs> no, that's it's not. not. A lot. So let's get to why this house was possibly built. There are some competing stories, as there seems to be a lot with some of these spite houses and the mythology um, of why and... How and who built them. We do know the who, Charles Froling. We do know the how he built it, but as to why. So we're going to go back to that weird little photo from the, um, from the Sanborn map. And you can see again, this <laughs> weirdly jogging street. And this is from, I want to say like the 1890s, this map. Let me zoom out and we can see 1897. So the house wasn't built yet. But we still have this weird joggy street that's happening. So here are the myths. I'm going to start. I'm going to do the story of the spite house. The first story is that Froling built this house to spite the city of Alameda. Uh, the story goes that he was gifted a parcel of land or he inherited a parcel of land. He got a bit of land. And the city, using eminent domain, took a chunk of his land to create or extend or widen Christ Street. Which is weird because looking at the Sanborn map, that little jog in on lot number 145 is where that house would be. <laughs> so the street was there. Yes. A weird jog out was there. Yes. So it's already <laughs> strange. That that origin story, I love it, but it's also just a little like, uh, oh, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> The, that's one of the main stories is that he did it despite the city because they were building a street. But again, the street, the street exists. So who knows? Another story says that Froling was in a long running nasty dispute with his neighbor and Annette Westerdahl, who lived in that Queen Anne um, Victorian style home next door. That's to the left. <laughs> and according to a Bloomberg article, Having a constitution made from equal parts righteous indignation and pickle juice, <laughs> the frustrated property owner took what little land he had left and erected a stilted, utterly ridiculous abode. So, 
I love the term pickle juice as part of his constitution. Okay. Can we just say like pickle juice? It's a good thing. Yeah, so it was like vinegary. He yeah. was he was he was surly, he was pissed off. So He's a little salty. Yeah. Yeah. And so go. that that kind of that he was in a dispute and he had the land and so he built it like he put his house right next to hers. So <laughs> it says that the bitter feud that they just were always quarreling and their quarreling got so bad that Froling built this slice of spite super close to the northeastern side of her home to block the light and the views to her beautiful home, of which she rented out some of the rooms to bring in income um, and to, <laughs> quote unquote, plunge her into dark madness out of pure spite. Okay, this sounds more plausible to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Street theory. This, yeah. So then <laughs> this story continues that his plan worked because Westerdahl committed suicide weeks after the home's completion. What? Yes. <laughs> Which oh is God. true. Um, Mrs. Westerdahl, Westerdahl um, did commit suicide in her house, the one right next door, which is on that lot 145. Oh, my God. And... Um, it was confirmed a suicide. So very sad that she that she took her own life. But it did happen a few weeks after the house was finished being built. Holy. You know what? This could fall under uh, cursed homes as well. <laughs> because no, right? right? Oh, my God. So in the research, they did interview the people that live both in and Mrs. Westerdahl's old house and people that live in the Spite house. And they said neither of them have felt any spirits or any animosity they, they asked. So um, if she is not haunting, the Spite did not continue into the afterlife, I guess. Very good. So, <laughs> Poor yeah. woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there was a, a 1908 San Francisco Chronicle story that praised the completion of the house, but then... Another newspaper wrote a front-page story about the distraught Mr. Westerdahl committing suicide. And the that story questioned if she had been deeply distraught about her long-separated husband, who was always away, and the new spite house, which <laughs> darkened her home, including the downstairs bedroom where Westerdahl's body was found. Wow. You know what? That's a... That's she got a, dark, I know. Yeah, that's a dark... Well... That's a rough combo. I mean, if you missing your husband and, you know, he's never home and then this happens and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah, I could, I can see. Oh, yeah. poor Mrs. Westerdahl. Yeah. But the house is still cute. <laughs> it's adorable. And let's see here. Here's that same Christ Street. This is on a different, more, um, this is like a 1900s map. Um, before it was built. And you can see her, Mr. Westerdahl's house right there. And you can see where on that corner, there's really not a lot of land. There's no land. Her house is built up to the plot line. So his land starts and goes over to where there was already a street. And it's that (laughs) narrow little thing there. So however he got the land, he decided that he was going to put up this house. Hell, high water, angry neighbor, or not. (laughs) No. And and you say there's about there there really is about a foot of space. There's no way. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> maybe um, maybe twelve inches. Maybe ten. There's a really amazing article that praised the house. I love the headline is Alameda Carpenter erects queer residence for himself and wife. Alameda's freakiest house. <laughs> um, it costs about two thousand dollars to build. There are roomy closets and. 
you know, they they praised him for his ingeniousness over the what he had to deal with to build the house this lot size. So yeah, I mean, he could have built it a little further back, right? I mean, so he would be right up against the other house. I mean, it looks like there's enough room. Like, could have I mean, just slid that baby back a little bit towards the backyard of the other house. It's but like it's I'm so neck and neck. <laughs> it's kind of an asshole move. I mean. I mean, there's like this little like uh, like roof thing on the other house. <laughs> I mean, that it's like right there. It's like if somebody just like put their hand like right up to your face, like right almost touching your nose, and was like, "Hey, just yeah. gonna build a house here. It's a close. Just gonna build that here. It's a yeah. close talker. <laughs> Ex- yeah, it's, it's the right close there. talker of houses. I mean, it's that, right there. That little awning or whatever that is that. You could reach roof, out the window and, uh, like, hold hands with the person in the other house. I'm betting that the edge of that roof line is literally, like, five inches from the house. That's that's my bet. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, like, the actual house is maybe a foot, and then that, that guy, four, four or five inches. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Lord. Oh, my God. It's like, um, it reminds me of Mary Poppins, you know, when the chimney sweeps are on the roof and everything's so close together so you can it's jump like from that. thing to thing. I mean, Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Oh, no. So it's, um... Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's a delightful little slice of spite. I I love it. We, you know, we don't know if it was because they were in, you know, a feud. And we don't know if it was because... It doesn't look like it was because they were trying to widen the street that he lost the land. It looked like that the land was... That street was oddly shaped to begin with. And this was cut from what the street was originally. That's more of what it looks like. Yeah, this looks spite to me. There's no way, because there's like this long backyard. Could have made a long front yard and put the house in the back, right? And then block this lady's windows. (laughs) Yeah, so it's literally the whole, like, one side of her house that (laughs) used to face, that used to have nothing blocking it to the streets and literally goes up to almost the top of the windows on the second floor and just like blocks the whole thing, the whole length, nothing. They can't see anything except their house. So it just, I mean, mm -hmm. it is literally like the length of the house. I Mm -hmm. (laughs) think there's no, yeah, this is spite for sure. I'd say it's spite. (laughs) I think what I found out most recently is that they can, that they rent it, but also a lot of people always come by to look at it because it is I mean, one, it it really stands out for the size of it. It makes a big visual impact on the streetscape. And two, who doesn't love a story of, like, literally warring neighbors and somebody putting something up just to, like, block the entire side of your house from having any light or view? I mean, again, very sad that Mr. Mrs. Westerdahl took her own life. That's incredibly tragic. Yeah. But this house is like it's super cute. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So, well, that, sad and cute. So sad and cute. Yeah. Uh, but a little ingenious yes. and fully livable. And um, I'd love to have thirteen hundred square feet of space at some point in my life to live in again. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirteen hundred square feet of spite house. That's what of you spite, want exactly. <laughs> I'm just shaking my fist at things, just spite, all spite, all the time. You would come out of your, out of your, okay, out the front door with spite house above your head and then just yep. shake your fist for no reason. Exactly. When you leave the my house. constitution <laughs> will be that of pickle juice, you know? The pickle juice constitution 
of Charles Froling will live on. So (laughs) that's the spite house. (laughs) Love it. Okay, so it's my turn. And for spite houses, I it's not technically a house, it's a building, um, but it's small enough that it counts. So I chose a building called Al-Basa. I hope that's how you say it. It's Arabic. And that means the grudge. Literally in Arabic. (laughs) That's what it means. That's what it's called. Um, Oh, that's good. I got my information off of various uh, news sources, uh, including one called Jada Liya. I hope I said that right. Um, And that was by uh, the woman who took the pictures that I'm sharing, Sandra Rashani. There are also other articles about this that picked this up, you know, other outlets picked it up and wrote about it it's all the same story but yeah you know told a little differently each time so here's why i chose it so what i found interesting is that something built out of spite is now one of the most valued properties in beirut lebanon (laughs) so like you know can you believe it i mean out of which it looks like your little spite house might be pretty valued property now too because it's Mm -hmm. super cute but you'd think that something like this would not appreciate in value. <laughs> but it does. It's so Like wild. spite. Yeah. The value multiplies over time. <laughs> like grudges. Time just increases it exponentially. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it does. So mine goes, mine doesn't go back as far as you. Uh, it was constructed in 1954 in the Menara neighborhood of Beirut, Again, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's even worse than California. (laughs) Um, It is two feet only at the narrowest, and it is 14 feet at the widest. Aren't, like, some wall thicknesses, like? Yes. (laughs) Okay, 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 just kidding. If you look at the next picture down, Sarah. (laughs) That's not a building, that's a wall. It looks like a facade. So it looks like there was a building and they left the facade and then built something behind it, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Not totally facadism, but just or left like it standing there. Like a movie set. Yeah. Yes. Or perhaps some kind of ruin where just the front of it is is left. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> but it's not. It's how it was built. That's it. It was built purpose. Okay. Yes. So it's four stories, and it has two apartments per floor. So it is fully habitable. So there's rooms, there's a kitchen, there's gigantic windows for the awesome view of the sea. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just trying to wrap my head around what would be on this tiny little end that is two feet wide. Uh, Don't know. Uh, Hallway, bathroom, closet. Closet, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. There is a picture, though, if you scroll down. So that's what it looks like inside. So it's on a a linear plan. Okay. Completely. Okay. It's like bump out room, linear plan, bump out room, Mm -hmm. linear plan, (laughs) bump out room, linear plan, right? So it's kind of like a shotgun house where it's like, you know. Yeah, like a railroad apartment, too, where it's. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, and if you, if you can. You know, if you're looking, it's actually kind of nice. There's like pretty glass doors, you know, transoms. On the outside, it's just, you know, 
looks like some kind of cement or stone block covered in stucco. Um, Salmon colored stucco. Yes, they did paint it recently. <laughs> um, meaning not in 1954 to make it look pretty um, and to attract, you know, you know, they were redoing it and to attract people. Um, so this was the result of a feud between two brothers, um, supposedly. But mm -hmm. the woman who uh, researched this, Sandra Rishani, again, I hope I'm saying that right, um, she's an architect and an urban planner, and she claims, supposedly, this is what it was. <laughs> so, you know, she's in Lebanon and Beirut researching this. Um, mm -hmm. So supposedly the two brothers inherited property from dad, and they couldn't decide how best to split and develop the plot, right? So uh -huh. what happened was, <laughs> before they could kind of decide how they were gonna, what they were going to do, part of the property was taken by the city for some municipalities and roadways. And if you look at the black and white photos, uh, Sarah, you'll see there's some like municipal looking buildings behind it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. So, so this this has some similar themes yes. as the yeah there's 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 the property that was given the something happened to it government trying to take land for roadways okay yep I'm here yep for yep it. so yeah. here's the next next bit so one brother built a structure on the bigger nicer part of the property with like these million dollar views <laughs> okay the other brother who got the shaft decided to build this little gem and to devalue his brother's building and to block his million dollar views. Now I'm having a hard time deciding who the asshole is here because I'm kind of on the side of the brother who built the grudge because I mean, the other one just decided fuck it and built whatever he wanted without mm -hmm. actually deciding how they were gonna do this. So, right. you know, it also if is this so in this picture, there's an apartment building kind of right behind the two foot wall. Yeah. Is that the one that the brother built? That I don't know. There is nothing, okay. no information on that. It looks a little newer to me. So I'm guessing no. Um, I think that was a newer development. I'm guessing mm. that perhaps like, <laughs> the one in this picture might be one of them. Yeah. Because I think it was several buildings, you know, each each article, including Sandra's, you know, it's all a little different. And I'm not in Lebanon, so I can't like fully research this. But yeah, I'm going to go with that's probably one of the buildings or at least something <laughs> that was there already. Wow. <laughs> so he so one brother was just like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. What is, it, what, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? Right. If he's got and this, he did this, yeah. If he's got like a little shitty piece of land, and here's your corner. Yeah, hey, look, I saved a corner for you. What yeah. are you going to do with it? Here, I'm going to make millions, but here, here's here's this, <laughs> right? So I think maybe the first brother is the asshole, but you know, yeah, everyone can decide for themselves. <laughs> so this was designed by two brothers named Salah and Fauzi. I hope I'm saying these right, Itani. So over time, so this looks a little, it kind of looks a little beat up in some of these pictures, but it was kind of revamped and is now like a super desirable property because as you can see in some of these pictures, there's the ocean. 
like, it's this stunning. It's right I mean, there. it's just this the backdrop of it yeah. is just there. These yeah. beautiful views. Yeah. Yep. All on the 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 street facing sides of the house. Yeah. That's so in the past though, it has been a brothel. It's housed some res- refugees. Um and I think I've got a quote. Yes, I do. Uh one of Sandra Rashani's quotes was said, a tribute to the failure of planners to realize the effects of their macro scale interventions in socio political, economic, and built localities. <laughs> okay. Yep. I would say so. I agree with her. So, celebration of the failures. Yes. But now we have this really cool facade wall looking apartment building. I think it's neat. It's wild. It's. <laughs> I feel, I mean, it has so many things going on. It's got balconies. Yeah. It's got this wild, curved, projecting bay off of one side. Yes. It has, To follow again, the corner of the street. It goes right around. <laughs> it's built on a slant. Yep. <laughs> it tapers down to the thickness of a wall. Yep. <laughs> it's... It's it's um an uncommonly good spite building, I think. <laughs> like I don't think I mean, you know, if you're thinking I love, spite. I love that it's just like, okay, <laughs> I'm literally right up against the roadway. Yep. There's enough room for like pedestrian access. Yep. <laughs> um the house to behind me can fuck it because <laughs> now it can't see anything but me. <laughs> Um, well, not only that, all, but you I see the back. The ocean views. Yeah, but yeah. you see the back, and literally for each apartment, there's like a little square of window, like a prison block window. <laughs> yes. It has a print, like yeah, these like prison block windows. Where on the other side, there's balconies, there's wrought iron, there's like you know multi paned windows, there's yep. Yep. views of the ocean, and <laughs> yep, and then oh here, look at my backside. <laughs> It's rough. wild. So that one uh, black and white photo that you were clicking on, Sarah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you, as you can see, there's a building back there. So I, yeah. either that's a municipality or that's his brother's building. And I want to say um, perhaps that fancier one might be his brother's, but then why would it, why would he be so upset? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that one at least has some ocean view. So yeah. it looks like, yeah, and I believe that stripe structure is the old lighthouse, they call it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And wow. I did include a map. Uh, you click on it and zoom in. They show. So oh, it's like, like a tiny little tri- like So you yeah, see, you so you see tiny. that yellow is plot B. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's the brother. <laughs> Bill- yeah. Yeah. So that grayish brownish stone building behind it, I'm sure is the brothers. And then the pink thing. Our spite wow. house, Elbasa, <laughs> and it is Elbasa, the Grudge. <laughs> I love it. I love that it is literally called just the Grudge. Yeah, I love it's it. the Grudge. I just love it. It's it's wild, <laughs> and it's you said it's like a really desirable property. Yeah, if you look now. on this map, it's all beach. I mean, it's fab, and he blocked just, every single view. There's no way that these people can see the beach if they live in that building behind (laughs) there's just no way wow (laughs) yep again i just i think this is yeah 
Who's the asshole here? (laughs) I mean, who, who's the ingenious asshole? Right. Because what I love about both of these buildings that we both, I mean, they're very similar in so many ways. Yes. I think I forgot to mention in my story that there was another possible myth that he and his brother got in a dispute and his brother gave away some of that land to the city. Uh, so again, see? possible warring. I mean, it's always it's always something. Family always family is great, you know, fertile ground for spite and grudges. But hundred <laughs> percent, these both took like a. It's not even a postage stamp. A postage stamp seems like you know a generous amount of property. This is like a sliver. This is like a sliver you get under your thumb of property. That they took and they <laughs> built these really funky, I mean, visually, they are funky. They take everything they can from the tiny plot that they are on. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> and also do everything to match and block this building that is on, you know, their non-street-facing facades to just really just, like, raise that middle finger really high at the person <laughs> on that side. Well, and the brownstone building, the you know, plot B, if we're going to call it that, um, mm-hmm. looks like he had built like a little patio off the back, you know, mm-hmm. to enjoy the sea view. <laughs> we just blocked it. And now it's looking at the prison, uh, the prison mm-hmm. wall with the tiny, tiny square and windows. And there's another, it's just like flat wall. <laughs> oh, prison block style windows, just like cut out windows and nothing. <laughs> Nothing. 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 And you know what what kills me is if those are the bathroom windows, I mean, it's just like more (laughs) insult to injury, right? I fucking love it when people are petty. (laughs) I mean, this is like pettiness actualized (laughs) into something tangible. This is pettiness you can live in. This is... (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) It's great. <laughs> so, there we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just love it. It it feeds something in me, these houses that are just like... Me too. Mm-hmm. And the pettiness is just great. It is awesome. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> so, for our badass architecture, Yay. badass, bad arc, um architecture today i went the opposite of spite and i went with love (laughs) um what i am going to share with you is the mystery castle one the name is amazing it's the mystery castle Ah. Uh uh-huh i love it and this was this is a delight this is this reminds me of that goofy grotto we saw. Where do we see that? Yes. That's what um, this reminds me of a little bit. So um, the research that I, main research I pulled from this was um, mymysterycastle.com, ah. a Phoenix News article, AZ Central, and a Life Magazine article from 1948. So the mystery castle... Their tagline is an amazing man-made monument to enduring love located in Phoenix, Arizona. Ah. But I love how they open it up. 
Imagination is more important than knowledge, spoken by Albert Einstein, but proven by Boyce Luther Gully. <laughs> I love it. The reality of dying was thrust upon Boyce Gully in his prime. Choosing not to live a life of quiet desperation awaiting the end, he ran away from home, family, and friends. Ah. That's how they introduce <laughs> the mystery house. Awesome. Um, it's ominous. It's strange. It's mysterious. Okay. Here's the story. Boyce left his family in the late 20s due to contracting tuberculosis. Aww. But he did not tell anybody in his family why. His daughter, Mary Lou, was only five years old when he left. And, quote unquote, after a year of wandering, he settled in the desert 10 miles outside of Phoenix. There he began to build a fantastic architectural hodgepodge. For 16 years, he labored alone, lugging stone and water and mixing mortar. In his spare time, he worked as a shoe salesman to make money for materials and made frequent trips to Mexico, collecting Aztec bric-a-brac and other curiosa to decorate his dream house. In Ah. 1945, he wrote Mary Lou by then a grown-up woman of 22 who he hasn't seen since he left her when she was five and who didn't know why their father was gone from his deathbed telling her about the castle which fulfilled his fairy tale promise. And that fairy tale promise was that when they were when she was young and before he contracted TB, they would build sandcastles on the beach in Seattle and the waves would wash them away and she would cry and would say, "Please daddy, build me a big strong castle someday that I can live in. Maybe you ought to build it in the desert where there is no water." That's quoted from the website. And that's what he did. So he settled in Arizona. I guess the dry heat is good for that. And this is truly a labor of love. It is, the architecture is a wild pastiche of different styles and materials. There's, it's got almost like this feeling of being both a ruin and a movie set for a Wild West and, you know, old Adobe um architecture as well as i mean there's a wagon wheel there's all these inset windows and it's made from found materials and it's this again just this construction of just artistic ingenuity and devotion to the love that this man had for his daughter it's an immersive dream house come to life and according to One of the articles, when Mary Lou and her mother moved into the estate when she was 22, they found surprises throughout the 18-room estate. When a loose stone was removed from a wall, um, a shower of nickels and dimes totaling $74 poured out. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. He hid gold in the walls. There was gold nuggets. There was gemstones. There was $20 bills. There was jewelry just hidden throughout the home. And these rooms are... Incredible. I mean, there's all these different balconies. The The Life article is fantastic. There was this kind of stone um, pyramidal-shaped building that they called in it a teepee to, for, their, for her dog. There was multiple fireplaces. And again, he hand-laid the stone. There, and everything was like all these curio cabinets, these strange staircases from out of windows to other floors, these gorgeous like circular rooms that were, you know, set with river stones and then slab stones and brick and adobe all intermixed. And all the levels of the floors were different levels. So there are step ups, step downs and built in shelving. And 
decorated with some very kind of religious feeling things, as well as things that would only hold personal meaning to him or that things that made him think of his daughter. And so he actually died in 1945 before he could have Mary Lou and, his, and her mother move in with him for it. And so he passed away before knowing that they had seen it. Aww. One of the images shows almost this like moon gate, like niche where they're like, you could walk out from this beautiful, like glass and glass brick, glass block doorway that looked out that again, the whole walls were just covered um, with inset river stones. Ah. And in one of the fireplaces, this is a bad, it's a black and white photo, but there was this um, mosaic of a snake that was set into the floor made oh, out of yeah. stone that he did. There's, you know, lampshades that he, you know, were collages of different materials. And it's like filled with relics. It's like a, it's, he curated this collection of relics that were both relics that he found on his travels and relics that he found personal connection to that made him think of his daughter. And the final surprise um, was revealed in 1948. So after his, three years after his death and a couple years after Mary Lou moved in, in a letter to Mary Lou, he instructed that a padlock trap door not be opened by his daughter until 1948. And when that date came, the oversized rusted padlock was removed and the trap door was lifted and Mary Lou was given a final gift from her father. Oh, my God. This is going to make me tear up. I told you I when am. I was doing this research, I got so teary about it. And it just becomes a big softy. It was a box containing a photograph of her father taken, taken right before he died, letters, gold ore, $1,000 cash, and even a valentine Mary Lou had sent him when he was seven and living apart. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aww. So. Oh. <laughs> I wonder how many... That was his final gift. Yeah. I wonder how many... Listen, how many de design elements on this were part of the sandcastles they had made? Probably so many. I mean, I'm sure she wished she would have seen them all those years, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing, you know, right. I don't have kids, but this is the kind of thing Auntie Erin would do for somebody. It's... <laughs> I mean, how beautiful to be able to like to he did this while sick and he couldn't be with her. And so he built this yeah. all for her. I mean, it does. If I was the, the wife, I'd be like. Right. Yeah, be like, a little bit. Yeah. Great. Yes. We love our daughter. We love our daughter. What about me? Yeah. Where's my where's my where's my mystery, where's my mystery annex to the castle? And the mom and the wife. <laughs> right. And the wife didn't know. That's what he was doing? I mean, he moved, he moved, no. Oh, no, my so God. So, didn't know. So, today, the castle remains open for tours from October through May. Um, it's a nonprofit. Um, sadly, it was um, recently uh, attacked by vandals in March of 2022. Windows were broken. Items were scattered everywhere. Um, and things were stolen. There's an extensive amount of damage. So... People should make sure to, if they can, maybe donate to the upkeep to help with that. It is a historic landmark there. Again, the the people going in and just wreaking havoc on it is just heartbreaking. This, what this was built for. I mean, she lived there until she passed it over to it being um, in a state that people could visit. And then she 
I believe she's passed away. It's so special. And Mary Lou must have felt her father's love and in, in this imaginative hand-built sculpture of of this 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 monument to his love for his daughter and literally every stone in this building because everything was placed so specifically and so this is what this was his life's work after he lost you know his ability to share his life with his family this became his life's work as a tribute to his family so it really the is very lovely. opposite side of spite it is i i cried oh. during the research it you know called my dad it you know it's just it's one of those things where a person just took took his love and took what took took their love and put it into something so real and so beautiful that it's just it's delightful the, the magical mystery castle in Arizona it so. is now listen my dad's gone and i really wish he left me a mystery castle with a time capsule, like photo, you know, <laughs> like, it, you know, money would be nice, but the photo is the thing. That's what I'm mm. looking at this image. She's holding his and photo. And the letter, yeah, the letter, the letter. Of, and the Valentine that he kept of hers. Oh like, my God. Uh, uh, it wasn't about, you know, I don't think it was about the money. Oh no. I don't think it was about anything. I think the, just the beauty, the beauty of this and the true, just this emotion poured into building this for her. I love this. I know. I know. So Ah. on the opposite spectrum of spite, we have just the full love. So fantastic. Oh my God. That was, I, I need to go visit this place. Me too. It looks like, it looks (laughs) wild on the inside. I mean, it's like, what a way to get to know your father. Ah. It's in a way. Yeah. She got to have a relationship with him by having a relationship with this building. And I think it just shows like how buildings, I think both of these, just the spite and the love just show how buildings can be built out of emotion. Oh, yeah. Um, and what can be accomplished by that. And I feel, I don't know, there's something really, when building's not just a building, it's it's a manifestation of emotion is really, really it, special. It is piece of art this one and, and and entertaining yes <laughs> yes entertaining oh yep. mary lou so mary lou <laughs> so that's the element that's the the spite houses the the mystery castle and yeah that's it that's it all right well thank you everybody and we will see you next time next time